Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're going to do a follow-up on a video that we did last week, which turned into one of the most popular videos on our channel. So I'm very thankful for everyone who got a chance to check it out. It was called Dr. Disrespect and the Mystery of the Silent Ban. And if you aren't familiar with the story, basically Dr. Disrespect, who had millions and millions of followers on Twitch, was worth millions and millions of dollars that Twitch had signed up to an exclusive contract for those millions of dollars, was banned, was suspended, was otherwise taken off the Twitch platform with nary a mention of why. Twitch put out a comment that basically said, we always handle things that are violations of our terms and conditions and community guidelines the same way. That's all the news we heard. And in that video where I talk about the issue for about a half hour, I note that without further information, there's a lot of things that could be going on from a kind of corporate perspective. Right. I'm in the business of talking about business and law. And so I look at things and say, how could this be operating on a contractual basis? Dr. Disrespect had signed up to an exclusive agreement with Twitch. He is represented by very high powered agency counsel uh, in CAA. And so chances are that the contract that he entered into had certain provisos about what and when he could be terminated and lose a lot of money. And so if you haven't checked out that video, I highly recommend checking it out. I will wait, uh, and then we will proceed. Okay, if you've checked out that video, you now know the rest of what I talked about there, which is that one of the things that could be happening is that Twitch is just cleaning up shop, right? That Twitch has looked at all of the problems that they've had with accusations and just kind of bad reputational influences on their bottom line, on their goodwill, and has said, look... This particular individual is not one that we would have necessarily wanted to have signed up with if the ninjas and the shrouds of the worlds had not just signed exclusivity deals with Mixer. So lawyers, take a look at the contract, see if there is some reason why we couldn't get rid of him. In the alternative, a very similar situation could have developed where maybe some problem did arise, some piece of information or news did come to Twitch's attention that they could use as leverage to try to get out of this contract. Maybe it was new to them, maybe it wasn't, but that the actual accusation, the actual claim, the reason that they were going to declare the agreement that they had entered into with Dr. Disrespect null and void was ambiguous enough that lawyers could get involved. Now, I will tell you this, when you've got millions of dollars on the line, it is a difference between when you're just an average YouTube channel like this one or an average Twitch streamer or Mixer streamer in the past or Facebook gaming or wherever you might find yourself. When you have millions of dollars in play, you can justify a lot of legal fighting because suddenly that $100,000 legal bill doesn't seem so much if those lawyers can go and get you $2 million. When that isn't a possibility, you don't pay that $100,000 to have the fight. You just go away and Twitch never answers your emails and it is what it is. But when there is this much money in play, a lot of things change, which is what brings me to this article that I saw this morning and what really made me decide to do a video on this. Now, I know a number of you are going to come into my comments and say that these videos are just to drum up viewership and subscriber numbers for the channel. In all honesty, I don't care whether you watch this. I don't care whether you watch the first one. My goal in all of this is to hopefully bring additional perspective from my experience as a lawyer talking about these things, talking about contract issues with my clients, negotiating notices of termination and things along this line, though not at 
the monetary value that you are seeing here with respect to Dr. Disrespect, but to hopefully give a little bit additional perspective. And if you don't think that's worth your time, I'm totally happy with you not watching the video or watching it and then telling me that you didn't think it was worth your time in the comments. I'm happy either way. But in this particular case, I thought this article, and you'll see here, this is authored by Paul Tassi, who I actually quote in the original video that I did last week, is a little bit dangerous with the speculation here, right? We are talking about somebody's life, whether or not they are a multimillionaire or not. And while we can't guarantee one way or the other here in virtual legality that nothing happened, we also know that there is no indication that anything bad, that there's any significant legal action happening here is happening with respect to Dr. Disrespect and Twitch. So while that could be the case down the line, I do find speculation on these kinds of topics to be very dangerous. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this particular article. I wanted to talk about why I think it's wrong, or more specifically, why I think it takes a few too many leaps. So this article is entitled, Dr. Disrespect's Twitch Ban, The Strange Endless Silence. This only went up a couple of hours ago. How does one of the world's biggest streamers simply disappear? That's a question that fans and casual observers of Guy Dr. Disrespect Beam have been asking themselves after his Twitch ban on June 26th. Around that time, the first few days, we had the following. Twitch saying that they had banned Dr. Disrespect, a figure that had just signed a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract with a few months earlier without explanation. Truthfully, as you could see in the comment, they didn't actually say they banned him. They say we take appropriate action based on community guidelines or terms of service. So we're already starting off on a somewhat suspect foot, but I can certainly understand why one would read this statement as verifying that a ban has taken place. Then Dr. Disrespect comes in. He says, Twitch has not notified me on the specific reason behind their decision. I talked in the earlier video about how that kind of elides the fact that Dr. Disrespect could otherwise know the reason for their decision and Twitch wouldn't have to formally notify him of that. And then you have industry insiders like Slasher here on Twitter saying things like, oh, I know what it is, but due to the importance and sensitivity of the subject, I'm not going to talk about it. And we also talked in our previous video about how he might well know what he thinks he knows, but a statement like this is always going to be correct because whatever it is that people aren't talking about is going to be important. You're talking about terminating a multi-million dollar contract. Whatever it is, it's important regardless of whether it exists or not. Because if it doesn't exist, it's still important because you are trying to take millions of dollars out of the hands of somebody you promised to give it to. So it's important. It's sensitive. And this statement from Slasher is always going to be correct. But now we get into more of the speculation and editorializing from Forbes. And I have seen online, I have seen on various places, certainly in the comments to my video, various theses about what it is that Dr. Disrespect did, exactly why Twitch banned him. I want to take a step back before we get into the speculation here, because one of the things that I noted in my previous video, but I think a lot of people have skipped past, is that I am not as interested, I am not as certain about what it is that Twitch might otherwise be claiming. And nobody can be. Not Paul Tassi at Forbes, not any of the people that you see speculating on these things online and various kind of tabloid online outlets on forums. Nobody can really know that right now. And maybe we'll know it in the future. In all likelihood, we won't. What we do know is that Twitch is claiming something. From a contract standpoint, Twitch entered into an agreement. They promised Dr. Disrespect a certain amount of money for his services for a certain amount of time. And by terminating the agreement, they are trying to say, we don't owe you X amount of dollars. Now, also, you don't owe us those services. We're just voiding the contract. 
but we have to have a reason to do that in general. Again, a lot of this is speculation based on my experience because we don't have that particular agreement in front of us. And that's going to come back again towards the end of this video because a lot of people came into my comments and said, well, this is a highly negotiated, highly leveraged, very expensive legal contract. It couldn't be the way that you say it is, Rick. And I don't pretend to know every detail and contour of a document that I haven't seen. Any lawyer that tells you that they can is lying to you. But even though I can't tell you every contour, I can tell you how these things are generally set up. I can tell you what Twitch has said, and I can tell you that the terms and conditions and the community guidelines are still generally going to apply even if you have another contract over the top of them. With all of that as background then, I think what's important to note here is that we can't speculate as to what Twitch has said to Dr. Disrespect or even whether or not they have said anything to him. What would happen on a termination of this agreement is that Twitch, either through email or probably more likely through registered formal paper mail, would send a notice of termination. And they would usually say, we find you to be in breach of section 2A and we are thus terminating the agreement and you will no longer be afforded you know, $10 million that you would have received through 2023, whatever it might be, whatever the terms of that contract otherwise are. What Dr. Disrespect's comment has said is that Twitch didn't tell him the reason for the termination. One thing that might happen, and you can certainly write a notice of termination this way, is we find that you are in breach and we're terminating the agreement and not give any other additional information. But with $10 million on the line or $20 million or whatever that number is, your lawyers now have a very good incentive to say, no, 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 no. Twitch, you got to give us some reason for why you think that you can terminate this agreement. And then you have that conversation. This is what we might call a dispute about the contract. They think they can terminate. They haven't really given good reason for it, or maybe they did through back channels, but they haven't given formally good reason for that termination. And then the reason you have lawyers, if you're Dr. Disrespect, is to go and say, "Mm -mm, no, let's talk about this because whatever you think you have on me, I don't think is true. Or even if I do think it's true, I don't think it's a breach of my contract or you should have known about it at the time. Or we otherwise negotiated for this language that says it has to be material to my contractual obligations, et cetera, et cetera. And we have that fight. That is very, very, very normal when you've got millions of dollars on the line. And so when we start to get into these articles about speculation and editorializing, I know you need to write something about this. This is a very big story. I am not suggesting that Forbes shouldn't be kind of commenting on this on a weekly basis and saying, hey, we still haven't heard anything. What I am saying is when we start to get into the speculation that is in articles like this one at major outlets like Forbes, we start to get into an area which is very dangerous. You start to impinge upon people's goodwill, their good name, in a manner that doesn't actually relate to anything that we know. And because there are reasons why this silence could be happening outside of major legal ramifications, I think it is beholden on everybody that's talking about this to not leap to those conclusions. Now, the other side of the coin there is we might find out in a month that there are legal issues. That doesn't change any of the fact that we shouldn't be speculating on those things right now. So let's dive into what this Forbes article says. But the strangest part of this is that, again, all of that was condensed, all of the commentary, everything that we know about this story, into maybe the first 72 hours or so. Since then, there has been nothing. 
stone cold, eerie silence surrounding this entire situation. And that itself is a story. Now, sidebar once again, I will say I did see a couple of articles that suggest that maybe Dr. Disrespect was making Twitch comments on other people's streams, and maybe that is happening. It's very difficult to tell. And because you don't have that kind of authenticity, we can't verify those kinds of communications. I didn't bring those up in this video, but there are at least rattles of potentially Dr. Disrespect making certain commentary. I just didn't view them as particularly uh, useful for this conversation because we can't verify the accuracy of those statements or who they, who they originated from. We should probably not be waiting around for Twitch to explain what's going on. That's correct. They rarely issue direct statements about the reasoning for bans, short of when they banned the president of the United States from the platform last week, citing specific examples of hate speech from his rallies. Again, that was on Monday of last week when everybody, Reddit and YouTube and Twitch, all did this all at once. We have a couple of videos about that particular day and some of what Reddit did in the earlier videos on this channel. Check those out. But for streamers, even someone as high profile as Dr. Disrespect, I would not expect to hear anything from their end. Now let's again take a pause. Why won't we hear anything from Twitch? And I think people understand this. It's because Twitch doesn't have anything to gain by saying much of anything about why they have banned people, right? You don't want to get into a situation where you say that you've banned somebody for something and it turns out to later be false. All from a legal standpoint you've done if you're Twitch is add a potential defamation claim onto whatever legal liability you might have to that person. So for the same reason, many employers won't say anything about why somebody was fired. For the same reason why, in general, if you're in a business relationship, you don't burn those bridges after that relationship falls apart. Twitch, I think we can all understand from a business standpoint, isn't in the regular business of telling people why they did what they did. And we all understand that. Now, before we get into the rest of this article, the speculation, this editorializing, understand that Dr. Disrespect is an unusual streamer. He is represented by CAA. He is as corporate as you can get in the influencer and streamer space, which means he is functioning as a fairly high-end business. He is getting advice from legal counsel like myself or like agents or like anyone else that will talk to him about the very same things that motivate why Twitch wouldn't talk about anything out in the public, that it can't benefit them. And once it can't benefit you, and once you have millions of dollars on the line, then silence should be the expectation and not be seen as unusual and not engender this level of speculation. Continuing on. And yet their actions tell us much of what we need to know about this ban and its likely permanence. This was clearly not short-term, as this is now day 12 of the disrespect ban, and he hasn't been reinstated. So this is an open question. What would short-term be? I've seen 30-day bans. If Dr. Disrespect got a 30-day ban, then being on day 12 wouldn't prove anything. Now, we don't have any reason to believe that that's the case, and certainly the fact that they had refunds. That's in the next sentence here. The more clear indicator is that Twitch refunded all of his subs, which is something that we pointed out in our prior video, that that is a big indication that Twitch thinks this is at least permanent or semi-permanent on an ongoing basis, a long-term basis. Otherwise, you wouldn't give that money back because you've got all sorts of accounting problems. As I understand it, those kinds of subscriptions are split and maybe they're uh, done in a way that is uh, backwards looking. So they haven't actually split much of that money with Dr. Disrespect yet, but you're still going to have accounting issues with it coming in and going out the door. So it's not something that you take lightly if you're Twitch, because any company doesn't like to put money out the door for any reason, but certainly not in a situation like this. As the article rightly says, that implies the ban is permanent, even if Twitch won't even confirm 
that much. And it implies that it's long-term, even if it's not permanent. It implies that your subscription wouldn't be worth something for a long period of time. What I find the most strange is that neither Doc nor insiders have continued to talk about his ban at all. Nothing has leaked in almost two weeks now. No single person wants to be the individual that spills what's going on here because if they're wrong, that could spell disaster for them personally. So even if they think they know, it's not worth the risk. Now, that might well be true, but understand what the thesis is that I'm operating under. Twitch didn't just terminate it based on nothing, but whatever they terminated the contract based on might not be significant on an overall level, and more importantly, from a legal level, might not be provable, right? They might have taken a preemptive action based on rumors, based on something that they have heard, and they already were inclined to get out of this contract. That what we talked about in my prior video is that the ecosystem in which they signed Dr. Disrespect with Shroud and Ninja signing massive multi-million dollar exclusivity deals with Mixer was an ecosystem that all but required them, at least in their current business strategy at the time, to sign exclusives of their own. And they were left with Dr. Disrespect, who they may or may not have been comfortable with at the time. And then when Mixer goes under, when Ninja and Shroud become available, they decide that now is an excellent time to re-examine the value of their contracts because regardless of whether or not Twitch wants to sign Ninja and Shroud, a number of people came into my comments and said, that's not a possibility. Ninja and Shroud are Dr. Disrespect's friends. They wouldn't do that. It would be a whole big problem. Regardless of whether or not you think Twitch will take that step, the economics of the situation are such that the contract with Dr. Disrespect is much less valuable now knowing a few things. One, knowing that Ninja and Shroud could come back to Twitch if they wanted and that they could sign up to Twitch if Twitch wanted to pay for them. And probably more importantly, that Ninja and Shroud weren't able to transition their audiences successfully from Twitch to Mixer and that Mixer overpaid for those two assets and now has gone under due to, at least in part, overpaying for assets like those. So Twitch and their finance guy and their vice president of acquisition or whoever it might be looks at this and says, that Dr. Disrespect contract is worth $0 because he can't actually go anywhere and bring his audience. He's already engendered to the ecosystem here. This is where his followers are. Ninja and Shroud proved that you can't easily transition to somewhere else. And the only other party that we know was paying big bucks no longer exists. So in that scenario, regardless of what we want to do with the money, we look at it and we say, this is wasted money. And if we can get out of it, we probably should try from a business perspective. Now, that's not an honor perspective. A lot of you might come into my comments and say, hey, they shook his hand. They signed a contract. They shouldn't be trying to get out of it anyway. And that might well be true. And certainly Twitch should be balancing any kind of impact that you would have on your goodwill if you're Twitch. And a number of people came in and said, who would partner with them? Who would sign up with them? And that might also be a problem. And Twitch might be making a mistake here if they don't have something to go on that is strong and material and really problematic for Dr. Disrespect. But again, the ecosystem is such that they probably don't think they need to sign those exclusivity deals anymore, that they aren't as valuable as it seemed 12 months ago, that they can succeed without them, and that anybody in their current ecosystem is basically stuck there, and any amount of money spent to keep them there is probably wasted on their bottom line. So in that context, 
you have a situation where Twitch could be acting without a lot of good information, where insiders might know what Twitch is thinking they are acting on, but also not know whether it is ever going to hold up on an evidentiary basis. And so they don't want to say anything, not just because of defamation, but because they don't even know whether Twitch will ever kind of backstop what it is that they are thinking. You throw on what I truly believe is happening, which is that there was a dispute and is now ongoing either in formal discussions or arbitration on a confidential basis, and nobody wants to get involved with leaking information on an ongoing contract matter in actual legal arbitration. But this article continues. It's Doc and his wife going silent that seems the most strange. We have seen many streamers be canceled or flat out deplatformed and banned in the last few weeks, but none of them have gone stone silent like this. Many post practically daily updates about fighting their bans, moving to new platforms, defenses of their actions, apologies, something, anything. But again, Doc was not caught up in the wave of accusations that has swept through the gaming community the last few weeks. No one has come out and accused him of anything. And yet if there was nothing to this ban, some random copyright issue, as some initially suggested, it makes little to no sense why he wouldn't be saying anything about this situation in public. That is flat out wrong completely wrong. Again, the rest of these streamers, the rest of the folks that are facing these accusations that are upset at Twitch or Mixer or whoever else they've had to deal with these accusations from don't have exclusivity arrangements that are worth tens of millions of dollars on a term basis and they don't have a reason to be quiet. Why are you quiet from a legal perspective, from a business perspective? from a negotiating perspective, because you have nothing to gain and everything to lose by being very public and very noisy. If Twitch has said, we are not paying you $10 million and Dr. Disrespect says, yes, you should. And then we're going to have a dispute. The best way to lower your likelihood of getting the maximum amount of money out of any settlement or discussion between you and Twitch is to go public and to be a bad actor that an arbitrator or a judge or anyone else can look at and say, you are trying to make hay out of this when this was otherwise a business dispute and this all should have been kept confidential. Especially if you agreed to a confidentiality provision in your exclusivity agreement, which you almost certainly did, and especially if the standard for arbitration that Twitch puts forth is a confidential process. If you go out there and you start having a dispute adjudicated in the court of public opinion, you might well make the Paul Tassies and Forbes of the world happy. You might well make virtual legality a more exciting place to be. But one thing that you won't do is you won't maximize your ability to make the most of the money that you think Twitch otherwise owes you. Because that settlement that Twitch was was going to agree to you on on a $5 million basis becomes two becomes one becomes none because you are otherwise adjudicating things that they can't contractually because they aren't going to breach their confidentiality obligations and you are making their life more difficult for no end. So the very first thing your lawyer or your agent says, if you were Dr. Disrespect, is we're going to go do this right. They have given us a notice of termination. We don't think they have a leg to stand on. We are going to fight it, but you are also going to do it in the way we suggest, which is you're not going to talk to anybody about it. We're going to talk through these issues on a normal basis through the contractual provisions that we have agreed to, through the arbitration provisions that we have agreed to, and we are going to maximize the amount of money that we can get for you from Twitch. And Dr. Disrespect and his wife being represented by strong counsel and good agencies, this is exactly what you would expect for any kind of contractual dispute at the millions of dollar level. 
right? If Twitch doesn't have a commitment to you for the future, even if you're a partner or an affiliate with them, if they didn't otherwise have a commitment, they didn't otherwise owe you money, yeah, you go as noisy as you want because you're not fighting about anything. You can dispute their having terminated your affiliate agreement, but to what end, right? If you get it restored, you're really going to work for them again. They're really going to like you. They're going to treat you the same. No, this is a different situation. I don't believe Dr. Disrespect is going to go back to Twitch if this is as I hypothesize with respect to what's happening as a contractual dispute, but I do believe he's trying to be quiet to get as much money as possible that he feels he was owed and Twitch is going to say our ban was legitimate. Or they just wanted him off the service. They're going to agree to a lesser amount of money and everybody's going to walk away. And really, we're not going to hear anything about it ever again until Dr. Disrespect pops up on the radar somewhere else. Or as this article suggests, maybe there's a looming shadow over him. The looming shadow over all of this is that behind the scenes, there may be some sort of criminal investigation going on. This is dangerous. This is dangerous speculative journalism. I understand why one would like to do it. It's sexy, it's exciting, it's dramatic. We have utterly nothing to base this on. One explanation for this strange silence would be that some sort of subpoena of Twitch by law enforcement with the stipulation that they are forbidden from telling him anything exists. Sure. Yeah, one possibility is that. One possibility is that the XCOM aliens arrived at the Twitch offices and are currently using a mind control ray to prevent them from detailing any information about their terminations. We can do this all day, but there is no reason to believe right now that there is a legal subpoena out there for something that Dr. Disrespect did. Now, as I said earlier in this video, there could be right? But there could be any number of things out there that are causing this silence. And when you have a perfectly reasonable reason to believe that this silence exists, then you don't jump to the really crazy, really bad reasons, because that is the kind of thing that really does change people's lives. If this kind of rumor gets out there and just starts attaching to Dr. Disrespect and you find out later it had nothing to do with anything, that isn't going to change the good name sullying. That isn't going to change the situation that he finds himself in. And as we talked about in the prior video, there is good reason to believe that Twitch's preferred adjudication method is confidential arbitration. Their main terms and conditions say you will do arbitration in Santa Clara County. That arbitration will be conducted confidentially, right? That's how you would ordinarily hope these things to go. And Twitch likes an arbitration. Frankly, CAA and Dr. Disrespect likes a confidential arbitration. You don't want this adjudicated in the court of public opinion because anything that Twitch is claiming against you, you don't want to go public, especially if it's not very provable or verifiable. You want to have this as a confidential discussion between your business partner. Now, a number of folks came into the comments of the previous video and they said, hey, he entered into a separate document. It's not going to apply these terms and conditions, but it is it might apply them differently. The terms and conditions in the community guidelines are almost certainly going to have four cause notions. They're going to have a lot of pages talking about when and how Twitch can actually enforce them. But at an overall level, Dr. Disrespect is going to agree to abide by the terms and conditions and the community guidelines. And Twitch has built these things as contracts of adhesion that give them all the power over their other streaming partners. And yes, as so many people came into the comments to my previous video said, well, represented by CAA, Twitch can't just go and do this willy-nilly or they're going to get in trouble. But again, my thesis on all of this is that they are in trouble or in much uh, point of fact, they are in a dispute process, which you would expect. They have tried to terminate an agreement. They maybe didn't give good reasoning. Maybe they relied on this. 
Maybe they said, we reserve the right to suspend any account for any time for any conduct that we determine to be inappropriate. And the other side's counsel, Dr. Disrespect's counsel said, the hell you did? Are you kidding me? You just terminated a multi-million dollar contract based on a community guidelines, vague, ambiguous term, and you're trying to seize $10 million from my client? No, we're going to arbitrate this. And we are going to get either all of that money or a big portion of that money because this is ridiculous. And it violates good faith and fair dealing, which a number of folks, either lawyers or other people that are familiar with the term, came in and said, well, they would be violating that. Yeah, that would be the claim against them. But it doesn't mean that the actor like Twitch can't take the action. It means that you have a dispute process and it means that you wind up in confidential arbitration. Because while these terms of conditions might be different at the exclusive agreement level, this already evidences how Twitch would like to handle this. And there's really no reason why Dr. Disrespect wouldn't like the same thing. Confidential arbitration, generally pretty good, generally something that even big law firms are going to allow if one side or the other expresses a strong desire to have those things. So in that context, it is absolutely dangerously speculative to start saying, well, maybe there's a hidden subpoena that tells folks that Twitch can't tell him anything when we already have a term and condition that says they don't want to tell people things about their dispute process when they are disputing contractual terms. The article continues with, there's nothing public to indicate Doc has been arrested or charged with anything. However, as my lawyer friends have reiterated to me, the correct course of action in a serious legal situation would be to say absolutely nothing publicly. That's correct. However, as we've just talked about, it's also the correct course of action in a serious contractual situation to, to not say anything because you could only hurt yourself. Some sort of serious legal matter would explain why Twitch Discord and Discord and Doc's silence. And it also could be why insiders are clamming up as no one wants to just publicly accuse someone of a specific crime without evidence. Uh, objection. Facts for that supposition, not in evidence, at least if you're on social media at any point in the last three weeks. If that is what's going on here, evidence that may only be available through subpoenas. This is a truly bizarre situation involving one of the highest profile streamers in the world, and the void of information surrounding this case is unlike anything I have ever seen in this incredibly leaky industry. It will likely not stay this way forever, but for now, the total silence certainly does not seem to be a good sign. Again, as you can th see in the sum thumbnail, I don't think that no news is bad news here. I don't think it's particularly good news either. It really is no news. And because silence might well look the same for a legal issue or a contractual dispute, Occam's razor suggests that we shouldn't necessarily be leaping straight to hidden secret subpoenas as the reason why everybody is staying silent. No, I think it's far more likely that Twitch went out there, decided they were going to clean up shop, decided that they didn't like Dr. Disrespect's contract, said, what can we do? Maybe we have some rumors or some innuendo or some previous actions that we could say, this is why we are going to hold you to be breaching the community guidelines or the terms and conditions. We're going to terminate the contract. We send the notice of termination. And then Dr. Disrespect's lawyers say, uh-uh, he can afford a whole lot of our hours to try to get even a million dollars back from you. Let's fight about it. And when you decide to fight about it, you wind up doing things confidentially and arbitrating those concepts with Twitch. And we're not likely to hear anything about it for a long period of time, but it doesn't mean that Dr. Disrespect is a serial killer or anything else that you might want to attach to him. Before we get to that point, let's find out a little bit more information. 
That's been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoyed this, we are talking about these kinds of things, the business and law of pop culture through prisms of video games, movies, television, and other things that I think people are otherwise invested in and otherwise checking out on the news. We talk about these things all the time, so if you like it, please like, please subscribe, ring bells, tell people we're here, share it on forums, put it on Twitch, whatever you like. We love to have these conversations with new folks, and we are very thankful for as popular as this video about Dr. Disrespect has been and all the new subscribers to the channel in the past couple of weeks. If you saw this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.